Hello, everyone, and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 114. That's about right. And I am your host, Stephen Dutzman. This is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to give parents and families the information they need to get their family game on. This week, I'm joined by the man behind the curtain. John, how are you? Uh, ready for Star Wars, I am. Ready for Star Wars, I think everyone is. Um, I went onto the Twitter today, and I muted every Star Wars-related word I could think of. Tell me if I did enough. This is a good guide for everybody. I got, let me go in, into my list. You can tell me if I did enough. Because I also didn't, like, I didn't want to... I didn't want to make Luke go away because, like, there are dudes named Luke. So, like, I couldn't do that. But let me go get my muted words. And you can tell me if I missed any. And, folks, uh, feel free to steal this list if you use the Twitter um, because you're going to need to because there will be jerks trying to spoil this. And also, there will be good-natured sites that just have to cover this crap that will try not to spoil it, but they'll spoil some of it. It's just how it works. Content preferences. Muted. All right, here's what I got. This is what I think might do enough for me. I got Luke Skywalker, hashtag Skywalker, Skywalker, hashtag The Last Jedi, The Last Jedi, Star Wars, hashtag Star Wars, and Star Wars. Yeah. You think that's going to get just about everything? You need uh, episode eight. Ooh, okay. So just and, episode... And, uh, Oh, I got to do that with an eight and. Aye, yeah, aye. Yep. I'm going to do eight. Save. All right. And then add episode VII. Save. Now, you know. And I'm going to do the hashtag. Yeah. You know, I see a lot of movies, but when that trailer comes on, when I've gone to the theaters lately, I just close my eyes now. I have not watched. I think I've watched the initial trailer. No, I, I think I uh, was able to uh, dodge all the trailers. So you didn't even watch the one that was on during Monday Night Football? Nope. Well, that's impressive. Um, yeah. So I have watched th- the ones that are on TV. Mm-hmm. And I felt kind of okay with that because they're all just the same one recut. <sighs> yep. I have a vague idea of what's happening. Um, but... I am abs- I am also absolutely certain that they are cutting those trailers to 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 say something yeah. that I think is 100% in about face. Now I'm not going to tell you because I know that that would be that would defeat the whole purpose. But like, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? It's like on Friday. It's like if they were doing a trailer for Toy Story. Yeah. Right? And they were trying to make it like they were that like they were trying to cut the trailers <clears throat> to make it look like Buzz and Woody are really trying to, like, start a war with the the misfit toys next door. Like, when, that's not a thing, and that's not even analogous to what they're doing in the the trailers, but I'm just saying, like, they could have done that. Yeah. And they, you know, and obviously they didn't. So it feels, I, I feel like I'm being baited 
Um, yeah. So, and I'm sure that I am. So I'm not super worried. I just like to see pretty stuff. I did watch the Infinity War trailer like three times. Because only three. Only I've watched the Infinity War trailer so many times. I love it. So, uh, welcome to Engaged Family Movie Cast. Um, yeah. So, um, we got a busy week. We had a little nerd out. Um, but this has been a week that started relatively slow, considering the fact that we had the PlayStation Experience this weekend and also the Game Awards. Um, but also, um, it, it kind of ramped up over the last couple of days. Um, so, I, I think we're just going to have to get right into it. Um, but before we do that, um, you know, I do want to take a moment. Thank everybody for listening this week. We do hope the games that you played have been great. I can say... I played some of that Zelda DLC, so I'm in a good place. Um, we want to make our podcast as interactive as possible, so please feel free to reach out to us on social media. Um, I'm everywhere. That's the Twitter, the the Facebook. We have a Facebook community uh, that you can find at engagefamilygaming.com slash community, and you can also find us. You'll notice that I've been much more active on Instagram recently um, because people like that stuff, so that's where I'm going. Um, you can reach out to me any of those places and give us suggestions. Um, so, first, we, we, we're going to talk about the Game Awards, we're going to talk about PSX, we're going to talk about a very specific compilation announcement that makes me incredibly happy and makes another bunch of other people very not happy. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, and, yeah, so let's just roll right into it. Um, and... We got to go around the horn because there were a lot of demos that came out in the last couple of days, too. Um, so first, why don't we talk about Monster Hunter World? You uh, you said to me, and I quote, um, it was OK. Yeah. So it, it, so was a, it aggressively it, it, OK? OK, it's a very pretty game, but. I don't know if there's any story behind it. Like, it feels like exactly like uh, Final Fantasy 15. Like, it feels and looks exactly like a Final Fantasy game. But then, I don't know if there's any backstory. I don't know if I'm relating to the characters or whatnot. Because immediately, it was just like, it was just a tutorial. It was, hey, these are your tools. Uh, this is how you track monsters. Good luck. Which yeah. is fine. That's that's what I want in a demo, but like I don't know the monster hunter universe. It it it's real pretty. Yeah. Well one of what's the fact that it's pretty um the fact that it's pretty is is important because historically this game has been on underpowered consoles. It was on the PSP, it's been on the three DS. Um, they did put out a version of it on the Wii U, but again, underpowered console. Um, so now here it is, dropping it on PlayStation 4 later on in January, and man, can you tell. Um, the biggest difference I noticed between this and some of the footage that I've watched of other games in the series is the scale. Um, for people that are interested, and scale is kind of a pun because you're fighting a lot of dragons and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, um... Boom. So, for those that don't know, Monster Hunter is a very popular in the East 
um, action role-playing game where you create a character and you roam around in a universe, and the idea is you are fighting these giant monsters, some of which that are the equivalent of like raid bosses in games like World of Warcraft and things like that. They are huge. They are complicated. This is a very hard game uh, to get into. Um, lots of depth. Um, and many of them are focused around multiplayer. You form up little hunting bands and you go fight these very specific big monsters. And the gameplay loop is as follows. Go find a monster, beat the crap out of it a bunch, harvest its parts, go home, um, and either trade those things, those bits with NPCs for other bits, uh, or uh, use them to craft food, buffs, potions, and e arms and armor. Um, and for those folks that really, this is what it feels like. Those folks, and there's, I was one of them. If you really, really love getting into the nitty gritty on your gear set, to the point where when you're like, all right, so which potions am I going to carry with me? You know, am I going to get the one that gives me like a big boost up front, and maybe it gives me a little trickle afterwards? Um, like uh, versus like the ones that are slightly less efficient, maybe more expensive, but they give me just a bunch of it all at once, but maybe not as much healing overall. Like if you want to make those kinds of decisions, like, all right, I'm going to wear this helmet because I'm going to fight a dragon, but I need to have a backup helmet back at, back at my camp because when I'm not fighting a dragon, I got to have something else. Like if you are down with that, um, this game is for you. It is complicated. Um, there is a weapon that is a club that when you hit a dude with it and you use a certain button combo, at the end you play the horn and give all your friends buffs. Like, that's the kind of game this is. Um, yeah, uh, I... So, I played through the demo, and most importantly, uh, Evan played through the demo. Mm -hmm. um, and he actually really liked it. Um, he thought it was cool. He was like, so are we getting this? Because I want to play it. And you know... Um, I think we might, because I've been looking for a game to kind of, like, get into and just kind of play every once in a while that I don't need to, like, really stay up on. And this is one of those role-playing games that even five years from now, like, it's cool. I'll be able to play with a bunch of dudes that have Japanese names. Yeah. Um, and it'll be fine. It's not a PvP game. This is a PvE game. So it's... Um, so I'm, I kind of dig that. And the bow and arrow is ridiculous. Um, because it's huge, so I kind of dig it. Um, what? So you, the, the story. I have no idea. I've never played one. Yeah, but I'm guessing it involves beating up giant monsters. But man, you are right. It's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah. Uh, w watch some videos. Um, I'm sure they might have another beta. They might have a demo. Um, yeah. Watch some video of it if you are questioning it. But if you really love micromanaging equipment and making those kinds of decisions, uh, this might be a game that's worth looking for. Uh, PS4 coming out end of January, I think January 26th or something like that. Um, next. Um, let's see here. The um, So what other games have you play, been playing recently? Well, uh, I beat this one, but we can't talk about it here because it's the new South Park game. Oh, yeah, we don't talk about South Park. Yeah. But the the story is pretty amazing for what if you're a fan of that. But uh, we can't talk about that here. Um, it's it's, a, it's South Park, right? I mean, it's South Park. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, at the but, end of the day, it's South Park. Yeah, but I I played a few minutes of the Destiny expansion today. Oh, you did? How was I, it? I didn't, I didn't play the expansion. I played 
vanilla Destiny 2 without the expansion pack, which means everything was behind the paywall because everything in this one is behind the paywall. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So I uh, just haven't gotten around to buying the expansion pack for that. I have not played it just because this weekend has been so busy, but... Um, Activision was gracious enough to send it to me, so I will be um, I will be seeing what's up very very soon. Um, I did read on the internet that it was interesting that the raid the prestige raid um, yeah. is behind the paywall now, even while it was not beforehand, which I think is interesting. But what are you going to do, um, guys? If you're going to play Destiny, it does not have a subscription, but your subscription model is buying the expansions. It's just yeah, part of the deal. You don't have a subscription, you have DLC. Correct. So you're going to have to pay your 15 bucks every two or three months. Just That's yeah, just part of the deal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I played the demo for Lost Sphere. That's S-P-H-E-A-R. It's a role-playing game from Tokyo RPG Factory. It's coming out later on this year. Um I am a big fan. Um, the big mechanic in Lost Sphere is that the world is vanishing in large chunks. And you play a character who is capable, through some shenanigans and plot nonsense, of actually uh, collecting memories of monsters nearby and reconstituting that missing stuff. And there are some places where you can actually rebuild it in whatever image you want. Um, pretty neat. Um, it's very kind of Chrono Trigger-looking game. Um, but one thing that is very interesting is you are moving your characters around the battle battlefield when you're choosing who they're going to attack. And some of them have abilities, such as um, I will do more damage the farther that I move while fighting, so encouraging you to have them kind of run around the battlefield. There's one guy who has these weird, like, turret robot things that float around his shoulders. This is a very sci-fi kind of game. They shoot in a beam, and if you can line up multiple enemies, it will hit all of them. So it's really all about positioning and things like that. Um, I am terrible at it. I got to what I presume is the final boss of the demo, and they kicked the crap out of me. I'm going to try it again later. Um... But one of the things that's neat is you can equip these, like, basically mechs, like, from ExoSquad mm -hmm. that you can switch in and out of um, in between battles. And um, they're really cool because they have just completely different... They fight completely differently um, from the people who are using them. Um, they look neat. Uh, the graphics are very, you know, 16-bit plus, you know? Um... So it's neat. It's going to be... It's expensive. Uh, so one thing that bothers me about it, it's a $50 game. It's coming out for Switch and PS4 and Xbox One uh, in January, I believe it's... Let's see here. Let's find out. Uh, January 23rd. 23rd yeah. And Monster Hunter World, January 26th. Monster Hunter World is super complicated. My God. Let me show you January. I thought January was actually getting good. Let's just take a, a brief... Pause. Um, January 23rd for Lost Sphere. Monster Hunter World on January 26th. Dragon Ball Fighters 
on January 26th, and then January 30th, Dissidia Final Fantasy NT. Damn. I don't even know which game I'm getting. Yeah. It really comes down to, do I want the Final Fantasy fighting game or the Dragon Ball fighting game? Oh, I got one game for Around the Horn. Um, I'm at the very end of the current um, iteration of uh, Stardew Valley. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Right now, I have, like, one mission, which is, like, catch a squid. And I just need to uh, find a romantic uh, companion and get married. I've done all the other stuff. Nice, dude. I'm impressed. 160 hours, you know. That's a lot of Stardew Valley. All on the Switch? Yeah, all on the Switch. I but, mean, I guess it's easy to just kind of... Man, isn't the Switch just nice to be able to just sit in so bed and just knock it out? Like, like literally, I've been waking up it's in bed with me, start starting up Stardew Valley, harvest my crops, just like you would be playing Farmville back in the day. And then, you know, go to bed with it. I go to work, play at work. But um, this was just everything I needed in a video game. You know, it's a perfect all-around, well worth the, I think it was 20 bucks on the Switch. No, it was 15 on the Switch. All right. Well worth every single penny. Totally agree. Um, I enjoyed it on PC. That's why I didn't get it on the Switch, um, because I actually own it on the PC. But um, I believe that we will be getting it. There's just too many good games. Um so, I have the same thing with Rocket League, where Rocket League was given to me free with PlayStation Plus. I was like, why am I going to buy it again for the Switch? And then I was just like, oh, I can just take it anywhere. I can literally yeah. hand someone a controller, and we could be playing Rocket League uh, anywhere in the world. Yeah, no, you're right. The, um, so trying to think if there's anything else that I have alright so let's just talk about the Zelda DLC real quick um, it was one of the announcements at the Game Awards uh, they not only announced it but released it that very night um, it is the Ballad of Champions basically it is a series of trials um, in fact it starts by giving you a weapon that kills anything it hits in one shot but anything hits that hits you kills you um, and you have to go all around the Great Plateau. Um, it's hard. The uh, the shrines that open up as a result of those things are also very difficult. Uh, there's some people on the Reddit complaining that this is padding and that this isn't really good, quote-unquote, DLC. Um, I, I don't know what the... The whole game was padding, if that's what you define as padding. They're... They're shrine quests, guys. I mean, that's what it is. You're just going to places, doing shrines. Um, it was literally the entire game. Um, I don't really know what they were expecting, but at the end of it, you get a motorcycle. Yeah. Um, uh, but to be specific, it's not a motorcycle. It's a master cycle. Ooh. Um, and it looks super rad. It looks like it's made out of the same stuff like the Guardians are. Um, it... it well, actually, it kind of looks like a cross between, like, the Guardians and also the Divine Beasts. They defined it as Link's Divine Beast, and I'm fine with it. It's a freaking dirt bike. Um, I'm slowly churning through it. Um, you know, I couldn't do it all at once. There were just too many good games. But I am, in fact, working on this quest 
Um, I'm really bad at finding stuff based on the map, so I'm kind of waiting until a walk, a video walkthrough is done. And uh, when last I checked, none were very good. So I'm just waiting. It'll be fine. Um, I am not above cheating and looking stuff up. I Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, but I'm enjoying the challenge. Um, and once I have the dirt bike, I believe that that will give me... Um, they, inc- they added a bunch of other quests, like items that... You can go get new pieces of equipment, new costumes, um, a magic saddle that you can use that will summon a horse to you no matter how far away you are from it. You know, little stuff like that. You know, and I'm down. Listen, I want to 100% this game. It's just going to take me a million years to do it. Um, So if you own Legend of Zelda and Breath of the Wild and you haven't played it in a while, um, go get that DLC because it is... If you loved that game, which... Of course you did. Um, then th- this is just a whole bunch more game. And it's if you were only, in the middle... It's only $20. Yeah, exactly. It's only $20. For all that extra content, it's only $20. No, this is pretty fairly priced DLC. Um, now, if you... And here's the thing. If you have not defeated... If you haven't beaten the game, this is a quest that opens up after you beat all four Divine Beasts. Yeah. That's all. So, um, you know, it's not like end game content. There's no such thing. Once again, it is done. The game is over. Uh, but what it does is it brings you back to the moment right before you fight Ganon. So, yeah, it's rad. Um, I want a motorcycle. I want a motorcycle really, really freaking bad. So, um, so that's the, that's around the horn. Um, why don't we take a break and, uh, I'm going to talk about our sponsor, Specifically, our massive Christmas basket giveaway that is coming to a close. And then we'll come back and we're going to talk about a bunch, a whole bunch of news. How about that, Mr. Uh, Mr. Producer, sir? That sounds excellent. All right, folks. Um, well, John, we'll see you in a minute. I will be talking. Yay. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Steven Dutzman. I am here to talk to you about our Nintendo Switch gift basket giveaway for the holiday of 2017. This has been an amazing year for Engage Family Gaming. We thank you for being along for the ride. And as a thank you, uh, we're giving a whole bunch of stuff away. Um, Specifically, we're giving away five, count them, one, two, three, four, five gift baskets full of goodies. One of them is going to have a Nintendo Switch in it. That and that and an autograph copy of A Parent's Guide to Video Games from my BFF, Dr. Rachel Coward. Um, the other four baskets are going to be full. And I mean full. We actually started figuring out how to stack these baskets together. They are going to be obnoxiously full of convention swag. T-shirts, lanyards, decks of playing cards, just other stuff. And board games uh, from our sponsor, IDW Games. Um, And also, um, we have some games from Restoration Games. And we also, in two of those baskets, will be copies of the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Um, These are huge prize prize packages. Um, Huge. So, here's the cool part. There's a whole bunch of ways to enter, and all of them are free. And many of them are things that you have probably already done if you were listening to this podcast. So, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to go over to EngageFamilyGaming.com slash giveaway. That is G-I-V-E. 
A-W-A-Y. And enter. Spread the word. Here's the thing. As of the time that this podcast goes live, there will be six days remaining. That is plenty of time to do all the all of the things, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, you know the deal. But you get a bonus entry every day once you've met, gotten 10 entries and also infinite entries for referrals. I want to give this cool stuff away and I would love it to be given to you. Um, so it ends next Sunday, December 17th, 2017 at 9 p.m. Pacific time which I think is midnight for us, I think. But 9 p.m. Pacific. You know what, dude? Roll through this. Get some stuff. I want to give this stuff away. Um, This is the biggest giveaway we've ever done. Hopefully we'll outdo ourselves next year. But until then, get your family game on. We're going to get back to the podcast. You have yourself a great night. All right, and we are back. It is still episode 114, I think, and I am still talking about video games, and I am still joined by the man behind the curtain, and this has been... So I came into this weekend thinking it was going to be like the craziest nonsense ever, and then it turned out to not be as crazy as I thought it was going to be, and then literally 20 minutes before we started recording, I got... Mega hype. So let's talk about that. Um, how insane is it that they just announced a 30th anniversary Street Fighter collection? It's it's just crazy. I have, I have the list if you're digging for it. Um, I am. I I actually have it right here. Okay. All um, twelve games. Yeah. So here's what happened. Um, earlier on, it's the 30th anniversary of Street Fighter, which is crazy to begin with. However, um, Capcom announced as part of the Capcom Cup that is happening right now, um, at PlayStation Experience, um, they announced a 30th anniversary collection. Um, the 30th anniversary collection includes an assortment of Street Fighter games released prior to Street Fighter 4. 12 games to be specific. Here's what's in it. I'm going to read this down, folks. Uh, Fair warning, I'm going to say the word Street Fighter a lot. So, here we go. Street Fighter. Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition. Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting. Super Street Fighter 2. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Street Fighter Alpha. Street Fighter Alpha 2. Street Fighter Alpha 3. Street Fighter 3. Street Fighter 3 Second Impact and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. That is 12 games. Um, that is a lot of fighting game action. And for someone, if you, for example, if, if you have someone, if you or if you have someone in your house that's interested in the, the evolution of Street Fighter, um, this collection will give you an idea of how the game has progressed. Capcom also announced that Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter Alpha 3, and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike will be out with, outfitted with a multiplayer online option. That means these games will have online. Um, I would not be surprised to see some of these games at Evo. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, these are... These, these are huge. People love these older games, um, and so do I. This is coming out in May for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and Windows PC. How salty right now are the people that paid 50 bucks for literally one of these games? 
yeah. at launch for street uh, for the Switch. Yeah, that when when I saw it, I, what was it? Uh, was it Hyper Fighting or Championship Edition that came out on the Switch? I think it was the Championship, but it doesn't really matter. It was. You know, I it was one of these games. It's like, oh, I got to buy this game again. Like, give me a collection or something like that. And all I had to do was wait. No one, yeah. no one saw this coming. I did not. Yeah. Um, and you know what? How excited am I? Am I? Uh, I did not buy the first one. Yeah. Despite being a super huge fan, I was just waiting for it to go on sale enough, and it never really did. Now, who cares? I'll pay full price for this. 12 Street Fighter games? Are you kidding me? Um, huge fan. And this is like, and I never really got to play a lot of Street Fighter Alpha or any of those. So this is going to be fun. This is like the NES classic <laughs> of Street Fighters. Um, and I think that's great. You know, respect your, um, your history. So big fan of that. In other news, speaking of bringing back the heat, uh, Mega Man 11. Exactly. We did not talk about that. Um, so let's talk about Capcom um, kind of doing it right. Yeah. Um, they announced Mega Man 11, which will be coming out to all major consoles, including Switch, late 2018. But also, they confirmed that the Mega, Le- Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2 will be coming to Switch. And also, they announced a Mega Man X Collection, which will be coming to Switch and will include Mega Man X 1 through 8. So that's a lot of Mega Man that will be playable on the uh, on the Switch by the end of next year. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, my resident Mega Man expert um, is planning to give me a real rundown on the history of Mega Man, and it will probably be around when Mega Man 11 comes out, when I have him just come on the show and we'll just deep dive the hell out of it. Um, so if you want to learn about Mega Man, we're going to get crazy. We're going to get crazy um, because um, there's a lot of games in those collections. And if you happen to have a kid who really enjoys Mega Man, they're about to have a really great year on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Because I think they're going to get what? Uh, I mean, there's eight in the first Mega Man Legacy Collection. There's eight in the second one. Right? It's crazy. Yeah. They're getting... Almost more than they're getting more than 20 games out of. Um, yeah, it's going to be bananas. Um, that's I love these collections, man. This is this yeah. is the, I just love it. That, so that should be with everybody should go through their back catalog and just say, hey, here's all these games. They could easily run on the switch. They could easily run on a PS4 or Xbox one. Let's put it all on one disc. And that, that's it. Yep, pretty much. Um, loving it. So let's talk about let's talk about the game awards. Um, it happened. They were on Thursday. Um, and I'll go over the relevant categories and their winners to our audience. Um, so um, let's see here. Best handheld game was Metroid: Samus Returns. Did not surprise me. Um, best mobile game: Monument Valley Two. Hey, I've been beating that drum. I'm glad that I was right. Um, Best ongoing game. This is a new category they added to respect and um, reward games that are games of service, games that are going to continue, that keep developing, etc. That one was one big shock. Overwatch. (coughs) 
Um, best debut indie game uh, was Cuphead by Studio MDHR. Best strategy game was Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. You're damn right it was. That was an amazing game. Um, the Let's see here. Um, the best independent game was also Cuphead. Um, let's see here. The best studio... Um, for game, the best studio slash game direction was Nintendo for The Legend of Zelda Breath in the Wild. Um, I'll take it. Um, let's see here. Best action adventure game, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, the, let's see here. And the best, the, well, let's just get right to it. Game of the year, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Thank you for not giving it to PUBG, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. For not giving that award to PUBG. Um, all in all, I thought the Game Awards were great. Uh, I think the uh, if you want to see a grown developer embarrass himself while really, really drunk, um, look up F the Oscars yeah. Game Awards 2017, and uh, you'll see a grown man embarrass the hell out of himself because he was drunk and wanted to yell about some stuff. He swore a bunch. He flipped off the camera. Um, he defended Electronic Arts. Yeah. Well, who, who needed no defending um, for their mistakes. Um, they, they don't need to be defended. They were already punished. It's fine. They lost $6 billion in stock. But um, he went on a rant. Uh, but all in all, I think it was really great. I loved that they gave a um, Lifetime Achievement Award to Carol Shaw. Uh, who created, um, you know, was one of the original Atari programmers. Um, her acceptance speech was super cute. Uh, she was obviously very scared. Yeah. I don't think they prepared her for the thousands of people who were going to be clapping for her. Um, and she's also older. Um, so, but I, I was, I thought she was adorable. I was, and, and rightfully so that she should have been rewarded. Um, she was a pioneer. One of the, you know, so that was a great thing. Um, Game Awards keep getting bigger, um, and they had lots of announcements. Unfortunately, uh, not a lot in the family-friendly announcements. Um, the things that they said that were worth it for us is, obviously, they announced and released the Legend of Zelda DLC. Um, Soul Calibur Six was announced. That's coming to PS4 and Xbox One and PC next year. Um... That looked exciting, although the camera gave us an unfortunate glimpse right down Sophie Tia's toga, but what are you going to do? Um, that game is not known for its, its... It's arguably worse than Smite in regards to the costuming. Yeah. Um, and uh, they gave us a release date for Sea of Thieves. It's coming out March 20th. Um, that is going to be fun. It's an open-world pirate game, multiplayer uh, cool art style. Characters were actually talking. Uh, that's coming out in March. And then Dreams, which we're going to talk about a little bit more when we get to the PlayStation experience. Uh, but they finally showed us that it's a very pretty game, albeit one that we don't really understand. Um, they showed a lot of other stuff. All Many of those things were very, very M-rated. If you are a grown-up and you want to be really confused, uh, go ahead and watch the Death Stranding trailer. Um if you want to see a baby give you a thumbs up from inside Norman Reedus's throat, um, the thing, the man behind the curtain laughs. 
But it's only funny because that's literally what happened. I, I, I know. I watched it, like, at 7.30. So it's just like, he continues to make these really, really weird trailers that are, like, short films. Yeah. That, like, it, by the end of it, none of this is going to be the gameplay. So, like, we we have not seen a frame of gameplay yet. Oh, I, listen, uh, we have not. And you know what? Uh, I don't think that he has even coded a minute of gameplay yet. Um, but you know what? <laughs> Here's my thought. With Death Stranding, <clears throat> and again, this is a little bit of a tangent because it's not really family gaming. When this game comes out, it is very much going to be a horror game. Mm-hmm. That much we know. Um, but if this game never comes out and all it is is just every six months we see a crazy, like, short film, I'm kind of okay with it. Just eventually put it out on Blu-ray, please. Yeah, exactly. I played the uh, PT, um, which was supposed to be the new Silent Hill, which spawned all of this. And it was the most enthralling horror game I've ever played. So. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be interesting. And all three of them were involved in that one, so. Yeah, no, this is, yeah, they're, they were, and they said no one's going to stop them this time at the event, so that was entertaining. So, um, the, so Soul Calibur, probably the biggest announcement for us, um, and it's barely, you know, it's going to be rated T, um, it's a fighting game, but one of the things about Soul Calibur is, you know, they always have guest characters, so now let the speculation begin as to who the uh, guest characters will be. The last one, Soul Calibur V, uh, the guest characters were Darth Vader and Yoda, just to give you guys an idea. Um, this is going to be one of those ones we're going to have to keep an eye on the art and the character designs uh, to really see, but sure, I'm down. Lot, lots more fighting games, please. I enjoy them. Wasn't um, a Kratos in uh, like PlayStation One of three or four? Was it Kratos? Yeah, two or three. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, the last one was Star Wars, but yeah, I think before that it was Kratos, Link, and yeah. Spawn. Yeah, that that's the one I'm thinking of. Like Spawn was the Xbox one. Yeah. Um. So because they don't have characters that they could really put in there. So that's the Game Awards. I mean, I recommend... I I wish I could say I recommend the parents watch the show with their kids, but the reality is um, another thing I commented on on Twitter is, man, was there too much language. Um, I kind of hope that next year or in future years they do like a companion stream where it's maybe on a little bit of a delay Yeah. um, where someone's hitting uh, a beat button. Yeah. I would like that a lot. Um, but who knows that that could be wishful thinking. So, and then, yeah, the way they do experience. Yeah. I really wish that they would do a companion screen. Um, I wish they would do a companion stream, um, for that. Just add someone with the beat button, put it on a 15 second mute. Tell us what's up. Um, you know, give us some information that isn't, you know, I mean, that's what I really want to see. Um, I don't know if they will. It could be wishful thinking. Um, we have some breaking news. Uh-oh. I just got a text from the Infinite co-host. Season 3 of DLC for Street Fighter Five was just announced at the end of the Capcom Cup. Oh, nice. Um, 
So we got a double whammy today. Lots of stuff. And so here we go. Oh, my God. And the first character is Sakura. Those of you who don't know who that is, which I'm guessing is everyone except me, but I'm hype to the moon. Sakura is the um, the, the schoolgirl that has a crush on Ryu but beats everybody up. She's from uh, – you know who Sakura is if you've ever watched fighting games. Um Oh, and apparently there's they announced the full list. So it's Sakura. So that's cool. Um and I'm getting the other information right now, folks. This is this is hard-hitting journalism right here. We're recording and I'm getting the whole list right now. Whew. Guys, we got Sakura, two new people, Blanca. Y'all know Blanca. Cody and Sagat. What? Sagat's the big dude. Tiger. Tiger. That dude. You know him. Um, you know Blanca. Spam the punch button. Electrocute people. Um, and Cody is uh, another dude that was in Street Fighter 4. Um, I can't really describe him. Um, and all of this is to go along with uh, Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition, which... By all, for all intents and purposes, appears to be correcting all of the sins from Street Fighter V. Um, I am, uh, I, th- that crowd must have lost their damn mind at a season three that includes Blanca, Sagat, Cody, Sakura, and two completely new characters. Whoa. I'm losing all of my minds. So um, that is some breaking news. Uh, season three, Street Fighter. We're getting hype. Um, again, you know, I mean, Street Fighter is one of those things, right? Like you're either into it or you're not. Um, but it is, you know, for all the violence in the actual like name, right? Like is it Street Fighter? Oh, like it is a karate tournament. You know, I mean, it's bizarre and all that stuff, but like. I really enjoy it, um, you know, and I think that th- it is a pretty cool activity, um, man. And I'm excited to see them really kind of building this game up even more. Man, I am so jazzed! All right, so um, anyway, I'm gonna have to calm down from my hype level. Um, so let's talk about PSX. So uh, PSX, the PlayStation Experience, um is was this weekend um it was not what i expected (laughs) um so historically playstation experience has had like a big blistering keynote with lots of announcements and things like that it was the opposite their big keynote was actually just a bunch of developers sitting on couches i started falling asleep Oh, I had to go to bed. I I couldn't. They really didn't. They announced a bunch of VR stuff in the beginning. But you know what? They said that it wasn't going to be big. So um, what are you going to do? I get it. However, um, there were a number of trailers released to give more information um, and, you know, at the event. So not a big deal. You know, I think they made up for it by the end. Speaking of fighting games, uh, they did give us another trailer for blaze blue cross tag battle. 
um, which is a crossover fighting game uh, featuring characters from Blaze Blue, Persona, Persona 4, Ruby, that's R-W-B-Y, for those of you that are huge, nerdy anime fans, um, and other anime properties. That's kind of rad. Um, they gave us information about Donut County. That, um, that trailer was so funny. <laughs> does, it, yeah. does this game have updog? What? Does this game have updog? I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean updog? You're saying it wrong. You're supposed to say what's updog. Oh, what's updog? Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, I did it wrong. So Donut County is one of those weird games where um, it's a physics adventure game. You control a hole in the ground, and every time you swallow something, you get bigger. So you need to find smaller objects and then grow big enough to get slightly bigger objects, and eventually you have to clear the level. Yeah, it's um, Katamari with a hole. Yeah, basically. Um, this is neat. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but this is one of those indie games that's a puzzle game. Um, but it's neat. Uh, I think people will enjoy that. Um, whole bunch of VR, including um, a, uh, a Last Guardian PSVR for free. Um, so uh, even if you don't, if you own a PlayStation 4, even if you don't own a PlayStation VR headset, go ahead and download this thing just in case they eventually give a price tag for it. Um because why not? You may eventually grab a VR headset, e- either because you want one or because it's cheap enough that you may as well grab it. And then, boom, you got something free. Um, Medieval Remastered. I-, I did not like this game uh, when it was out on PlayStation 1. Tell me, why should I like this game? Because it's a goofy, uh, like, Nightmare Before Christmas-esque in a medieval uh, world type game. All right. Yeah, it's just spoof on knights and fighting and stuff like that, but he's undead. You know, just, yeah, like, right. just like now I'm waiting for a remaster of the uh, Gex game or a remake <laughs> of Gex, which is all based on uh, James Bond. All right, that's fair. Um, other announcements they made. Um, we talked about Monster Hunter World during Around the Horn. However, one of the interesting things about Monster Hunter is you have this like little critter that follows you around. Um, he is, it, it's like an AI companion. You can have it fight with you a little bit. You know, it kind of makes it so that even if you're alone, you're not alone. Yeah, mine was my cat. Like, yeah, you made your I cat. Found, I have an orange and black cat. It's like, ooh, there's my cat. <laughs> um... What would you What would you say if I told you that you could turn that cat into literally an eight bit Mega Man? I saw that, and that was awesome. So um, that cat is not. I don't think anybody else can see that cat except for you. Yep. Um, and so uh, you can do some wacky stuff with it, um, and including turning it into a blocky voxel shaded um, Mega Man, which I'm 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 here for that. Um, they gave us a bunch of video, including, and you can find it online, a 10-minute uh, gameplay demo of Soul Calibur VI, specifically uh, a bunch of fights between Mitsurugi and Sofitia. Um, yes, I said those names correctly. Uh, Mitsurugi is the handsomest samurai in uh, to come out of Japan to video games, at least that's what they say, and Sofitia is a Greek uh, warrior 
um, who wears not a lot of clothes. Um, so what? What are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Um, let's see here. And oh wow! All right, so twenty uh, XX. Yeah. It's another game that is a big deal. I've played this at PAX East. Um, this game is the truth. Uh, it's previously only been on PC, so you really, I just didn't get into it as much. Um, here's the elevator pitch. It's Mega Man. No, really, guys, it's freaking Mega Man. Specifically, it's Mega Man X. Um, but the levels are all randomly generated. Oh. Um, <laughs> you know... So it's never the same. It's a roguelike platformer, but you kill monsters, you kill bad guys, you take their weapons, and then you keep going. You see how far you can go. Um, the 20XX in the title is because Mega Man games always take place during 20XX. <laughs> they're near future. Spoilers, they're, they're not, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so next, um, let's see here. I'm just kind of scrolling through a lot of the stuff that we see here. Um... Lots of VR. Lots of VR. Uh, but that's okay. People were looking for more VR stuff. They got it. Man, that Spider-Man game. They gave us some more they gave us some more behind the scenes stuff. I can't wait for that Spider-Man game, man. What do you that's, think? That's gotta look beautiful no matter what. Um Lots of rated M stuff, but now finally we get to what I think might be my most anticipated game right now. Um, <clears throat> Concrete Genie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Concrete Genie um, is a game that is being made by a game called Pixel Puss or Pix, Pix, Pixel Puss, I think. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, but basically, here's the idea you play a kid named Ash. I know. Just deal with it. Um, you play a kid named Ash. I'll correct you. It's it, it's Pixel Opus. Pixel Opus? Yeah, like uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. Oh, I thought it was one word. Well, it is one word, but it's Opus is the se- oh. second half of the world. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> I never heard anyone say the name of their company. Like, the, I watched... That makes so much sense. Pixel Opus. Um, so you play this kid named Ash. I, I will take that one on the chin. I said it wrong. So Pixel Opus. Um, Lord, I hope you're right, because if you're not. Um, so they're making this game called Concrete Genie. Basically, you play this kid named Ash who's in this kind of worn down, old, uh, failed fishing village or fishing city. Um, and... He has a magic paintbrush, and with that magic paintbrush, he can he can paint environments on the walls, um, and they come to life. And he can create monsters in those environments that he paints on the walls, and they come to life. They help him solve puzzles. They help him scare off bullies. Um, they specifically called out that one of their themes in this game is anti-bullying, um, which I am here for. Um This is one of those ones, here's the deal, if you have a PlayStation 4 and you are at all interested in what I have to say, um, it needs to be watched. So look up Concrete Genie, spelled like what you think it might be, um, on YouTube, you will see it, there's a 12 minute gameplay uh, video, you'll understand what I'm saying when you watch the teasers. Um, This game is absolutely gorgeous, Um, 
And apparently the art system is set up in such a way that even I might be able to make something pretty. I doubt them, but maybe it'll be like, you know, quirky, pretty, you know. Um, <clears throat> what do you think about that one, John? Uh, I think it's pretty cool. They had a uh, um, graffiti mechanic in um, uh, infamous Second Son First Light, like standalone DLC. But um, I think I, I I think I'm on the same page with you. I can't draw worth a damn, but like I think with this system, I may be able to draw whatever they're looking for for me to create. Yeah, I can't wait. <clears throat> it looks super neat. Um, we're gonna find out soon enough. Uh, game's gonna be coming out next year. Now, one thing that they did say is that throughout 2018, they will be giving us more information about the action elements of this game because, um, you know, this game isn't just painting on walls, apparently. You are summoning monsters that will fight for you. Um, I think it's neat. I mean, I can't wait to play it. Like, of the games that are not coming out in January, like, this is the one I want to know the most about. I can't really say I'm anticipating it. I know Regino give me a bunch of crap about that, um, but... Uh, when I talk about it on Gaming with the Moms. But um, this is one of those games that I like. I just, I'm super curious about it, you know? Um, I don't even know if I'll play it. I mean, I probably will because I play a lot of games. But, you know, it's one of those things. I'm just excited to see what happens um, and how it develops. It's not like Spider-Man where I'm pretty much going to buy it no matter what. Like, this is one of those ones I want to see. But right now, all signs are pointing to me thinking this thing is the is the bomb. Yeah. Um... What else came out of PSX that that you dug? Uh, Faye, which is Faye. basically it's uh, Ori and the Blind Forest meets like Journey. Yeah, so I'm sold. Yeah. Um, they announced this at E3. Um, it's one of the EA originals. Um, it, it, listen, if somebody, if I knew nothing about this game and it was sold to me as, um. That way, or in the blind forest meets journey. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't need to hear another word. Yeah. I would give them my credit card. Yeah. Um, looks really cool. Um, I love the art style. This is another one. It's called Faye. F E. Go to go to YouTube. Look up F E. P S X twenty seventeen. Uh, you'll find some demos. Um, you'll find a. Um, you'll find a lot of. Kind of, you, you, they'll explain some of the game mechanics to you. Uh, the idea is it's all about like collecting sounds and songs to try and communicate with the other animals that will help you unlock new zones. Um, man, it's just I am here for this game, and it's apparently coming out in early 2018. Yeah. So it looks just exactly like oh, it's Journey and Flower and all those games where like. And make a noise that unlocks something, which unlocks the next environment. But then it, the art style is very Ori in the Blind Forest in a 3D world. Yeah, pretty much. I uh, can't wait. It's um, you know, again, this is one of those ones you're gonna want to uh, take a look at it. I'm sure I'm gonna be posting screenshots of it when I'm playing it on our Instagram account. This is one of those really, really nice looking games. Yeah. Um, that's about it, though. Well, I want to talk about Dream. Oh, you do? The guys from World Big Planet's next big game. Yeah, so let's do that. 
Let's do that. I was hoping that you would be able to explain. Can you explain to me what the hell this game is about? Yeah. No. But I'm excited for it. <laughs> All right. Media Molecule just makes these games where um, basically anyone could play. There are only usually two buttons. It's usually a jump and a grab button. And you just okay. unlock different environments. And um, I think we're inside this middle-aged man's dream. Okay. And that's all I really got out of the demo that I was watching. So, all right. Like, there will be all different characters that we control. Like, one of them's like a little bear lady. And one of them, I forgot what the other one, there was another one that was like an elephant or something. Yeah, I mean, um, the long and short of it is this is a game where you are making stuff. And there is a single player mode that they kind of finally showed us, but I barely understand how that works. Well, that's what they do. They do these weird things where eventually you get to a place where you're creating your own dream. Yes, but I I can say comfortably that there will be um, no... There will be no point where I will be creating a dream where a baby gives me a thumbs up from Norman Reedus' stomach. Never Just throwing it out the there. DLC. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it, maybe it could be. Um, I kid, I kid. It looks neat. Media Molecule, this is their play, create, share yep. um, model, which is they want people to play a game. They want people to create their own experiences and share them with other people. Um, I am kind of okay with that, you know, like this is one of those things where, um, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, we, you're never really going to know the full value and the full depth of this game until a few months after it comes out, you know, um, like I feel bad for the people that have to review it before it actually launches because you really have no idea, but it certainly looks very pretty. They always make the most like amazing and innovative looking games. Like Little Big yeah. Planet was a major part of my experience with PS3 and 4, where it's literally two buttons. My mother can pick up the controller and play that game. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I've um, uh, looked at uh, Brawl Out. No, which is basically a Super Smash Brothers clone. Oh, yeah? With... Like... The okay. From Guacamelee. Oh. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Wait, so Juan from Guacamelee is in it? Yep. All right, hold on. I have a list of trailers. Let me go find this. Because I don't believe you. That sounds too good to be true. Well, it's in the article. Where's the, um... I'm like, uh, hold on, I got the, uh... Let me get the YouTube and I'll drop it in your Facebook. Oh, they also gave... Go figure, they also gave us more information about Guacamelee 2. Man, that game. I cannot wait... Oh, and Brawlout's coming to, s- to Switch? Yep. 
Oh, it's coming to everything. But that it was also announced that uh, PSX to come out on uh, PS4. Oh wow! And it's got the dude from Hyper Light Drifter. Yep. So it is Smash Brothers. Yeah, with indie characters. Yeah, it's indie Smash. I'm down. All right, let's see what other. Oh, and Juan. All right, let's see who else we got. So they got Juan from Guacamelee, the, the main character from Hyper Light Drifter. I am here for this game. Yeah. Um, and they obviously have some the, some of their own independent character, or, you know, like some of their own. Yeah, their um, creation. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it Talk about it. like Smash. And it has wave dashing in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it really is just smash. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm fine with that. Fine, put it out. I'll buy it. Um, this looks great. It's a, it's a party fighting game. Um, and also, uh, it's got Juan in it. So how can I get mad? Um, so that's pretty much it, folks. I'm like, we could go back and forth. Um, you know, on some of the grown up stuff, and you know, maybe we'll we'll talk about more of that. At, inevitably we will talk more about some of those games as they come out uh, I suspect both John and I will be playing Ghost of Tsushima uh, an open world samurai game um, that I'm guessing will involve many uh, giant katana blades to the dome piece um, but these are <clears throat> this is as I said this is one of those games one of those weeks that just kind of rolled you know, like it started off kind of slow. I expected it to be crazy. Turned out that it really wasn't. The Game Awards were kind of disappointing on the announcement front. But then just over time, it just kind of, you know, it wasn't E3. But it was a nice week. Lots of new games. Lots of things to look forward to for 2018. Um, but I'd like to know what you want to hear. Um, or what you're looking forward to in 2018. Because our next podcast, I mean, here's the thing. It's game of the year time, folks. Yeah. So our next couple of podcasts are going to be all talking about reminiscing on 2017. But then we're going to have to get ready for the beginning of 2018. How crazy is that? Um, and we're going to talk about what our anticipation, like, what are we looking forward to? I want to hear what you're excited about. So um, to prepare for that episode, here's what I want you to do. I want you to find me on social media. Shoot me a PM, a direct message. Shoot me an email at editor at engagefamilygaming.com. Let me know what you are excited about for 2018. Me and John have lists. We're very excited. I want to hear from you. So um, please do so. Until then, I do want to thank you for listening to another episode of Engage, a family gaming podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as John and I enjoyed recording it. We'll be back next week with some board game coverage. Got some things to talk about. Specifically, we're going to be talking about our board games of the year. Um, spoiler alert, I'm going to be talking a lot about Saikatsu. Because um, I learned a lot of fun facts about Saikatsu. We're going to be doing this in a very interesting way. So uh, we're going to do that. Um, and then, um, obviously the week after that, we're going to talk about our video games of the year. Now that will be a very exciting episode Will I pick Breath of the Wild or will I pick Horizon Zero Dawn or will I declare it a tie and be a wuss? Um, you got to wait two weeks to find out. But so until then, thank you very much for listening to episode 114. We'll see you next week. But don't forget, get your family game on. We'll see you next week, folks. 
May the force be with you, always. I like it. Bye. Thank you for listening to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.